All of the great scriptures, saints, and mystics of the ages have revealed that silence is a tremendous asset to the spiritual seeker. Silence, stillness, make it possible to catch a glimpse of the divine reality that's normally drowned out in all of the commotion and motion of the outer world and the five senses. Meditation in the Hebrew Scriptures, Psalm 46, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. Kabir, all the great saints of India have said something similar about the virtues of silence, silence of body, silence of mind, so that one may catch a glimpse of that divine voice that's normally drowned out in all of the busyness of the world. Kirpal Singh used to say that silence speaks volumes. When we meditate in the silence, we gain insight. We tap into a higher perspective, a higher level of wisdom. And ultimately, it's a form of worship taking place within the temple of the spirit, within the temple of the body. It's what they mean by going within and exploring the kingdom of God that is within you. This is from a spiritual classic known as the Gat Ramayan of Sant Tulsi Sahib. Make your mind motionless and unravel the mystery. Nothing can be achieved without a still mind. When mind and senses remain still, seek with your soul. Then you will attain liberation from this ocean of existence. And deep within the silence are faint strains of heavenly music, a faint ringing tone or strains of a divine symphony referred to as the Shabad, the Nada, the Om, the music of the spheres, the reverberations of the Logos or the Word, the Sati Sarmad, the song of the Creator. Prince Darashaiko, a Sufi mystic of Agra, described the inner sound meditation quite well. He said, there is no practice better than that of hearing this sound. This is because every other practice depends upon the will of the practitioner, who if for a moment stops it, the practice ceases, but not so this practice. It does not depend upon the will of the practitioner. It is present and available without ceasing and without interruption at all times. Prince Dara Shaiko, Sufi mystic of Agra, who helped prepare the way for Swamiji a couple of centuries later in Agra, 
Prince Darashaiko was unusual for a Sufi mystic in that he revealed he was more open about the inner secrets of spiritual practice and helped make Agra a kind of spiritual base, preparing the way for Swamiji and Huzura Maharaj and others who would do more of that would reveal the secrets of the kingdom of the heavens to those willing to listen, to sit at their feet and learn of these heavenly meditation practices. I'll probably do a podcast sometime, since there are a couple of books these days in the English language featuring the teachings of Darashaiko, Sufi mystic of Agra, who lived a couple of centuries before Swamiji in Agra. A great mystic of the Sufi tradition. Today on this Santmat Satsang podcast edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, the living spiritual path of Santmat based in Bihar District, India, part two, today focused on the teachings of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Today, Sant Seviji Maharaj on the steps and stages of meditation practice. Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj was a successor of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans of Bihar. Maharishi Mehi was a successor of Baba Devi Sahib of Moradabad. Baba Devi was the great devotee and disciple of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. And as I've mentioned on past podcasts, I believe the guru of Sant Tulsi Sahib was Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar District, India. In fact, it was this podcast where the family tree of Sant Mat was presented in greater detail than ever before, connecting Tulsi Sahib to Darya Sahib and, of course, his guru, Sat Sahib, back to Sant Dharamdas, the famous successor of Kabir. Thus, we have a a family tree, a lineage spanning many centuries, traced back through time all the way back to Guru Kabir. Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj, from his last words, with an encouraging sentence about meditation practice, he said, whatever little is possible, do meditation every day. But never ever give up or discontinue meditation. You will definitely meet with success. From the last words of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. When Professor Vina Howard was working on an English translation of the book The Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Seviji, and I managed to get a hold of some chapters of it, I was utterly blown away, like never before. 
when getting a hold of a book, or one of those rare special occasions when a book becomes a life-changing experience, a revelation. These days, that book, The Harmony of All Religions, by Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj, is online. You can download it for free at archive.org or maharishimehi.com. The great work of Swami Sant Seviji. The following is from that Sant Mat chapter, chapter 7 of The Harmony of All Religions, speaking about the different steps and stages of contemplative meditation practice. These are to be observed as going from outer to inner, from lower to higher, progressing, ascending. These are all steps and stages of ascension. Communion or meditation practice, according to Swam, Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. In the Sant Mat tradition, the path of the masters, the practices of invocation and prayer, glorification or praise, and supplication are followed by communion through the practices of upasana, contemplation, and meditation. The Sanskrit word for upasana literally means sitting near God. The saints present upasana or sitting near God in four subcategories. The four basic practices are manas japa, manas dhyana, dristi sadhana, and nada sadhana. Just to translate those terms into English, for those less acquainted with their meaning, manas japa, mental repetition, sometimes referred to by others as simran, the repetition of a sacred name of God, done mentally, because mentally is more within yourself, takes you higher than vocal chant or singing something. Manas Japa, mental repetition of a name of God. Manas Dhyana, visualizing a form of God or one's Satguru in one's mind. Dristi Sadhana, sadhana, one's spiritual practice, or a spiritual practice. Dristi refers to sight or seeing. Thus, dristi sadhana is the contemplation of the inner light, the development of inner vision, inner seeing, the art of seeing within, by way of the third eye center. If thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. We can contemplate the inner light. This is another term for dristi sadhana. And nada sadhana, also known as surat shabad yoga, inner hearing or third ear, if you will. Listening to the sound that comes from beyond the silence. The music of the spheres, the anhad nad, the anhad shabd. The song of the creator, the inner sound. Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj elaborates on these steps and stages of meditation practice. Manas Japa. The first of these practices, Manas Japa or Manas Jap, is the repetition of a divine name, a name of God. 
preferably the mantra given to the aspirant by the teacher. This mantra, this guru mantra, is considered to be both sacred and vibrant with divine energy or spiritual charge. It purifies the heart of the practitioner. Lord Krishna described this practice of japa as the greatest of all sacrifices. Sant Tulsidas also said that those souls who recite the name of God find that their suffering vanishes. Sant Maharishi Mehi said that Guru Japa is the best of all Japas. It is incomparable. He says that the practice of Japa is peace-giving by its very nature and that it bestows wealth, right action or dharma, desires and liberation. The aspirant can think of the teacher as a wish-fulfilling tree and the recitation of the Guru Mantra as a great austerity. Through the practice of japa, all desires are easily fulfilled. For recitation purposes, a short mantra is preferable. The shorter the mantra, the better. The short mantra serves as a device or prod to help the practitioner control the mind, which is as restless as an elephant in rut. Not only this, but in addition, the mantra puts all the great deities within the control of the practitioner. Thus the practitioner obtains spiritual powers through the practice of mantra. It is necessary to have a focused mind at the time of reciting the mantra. If the mind is not focused, then japa does not yield benefit. The practitioner must pay close attention and not let the mind wander off to various thoughts during japa mantra practice, the repetition of the various names of God or name of God. The constant arising of thoughts obstructs the mind from achieving the powers of the mantra. However, it is important to not become discouraged or impatient while trying to focus. Be diligent in this practice success in concentration is bound to come. Swami Santseviji, on the first stage of meditation practice, manas jap, mental repetition of a name of God or names of God, considered to be the highest form of praise and the highest form of prayer. Instead of praying about stuff, about things about one's ego-based desires for the outer world. The prayer is God's name, and the answer to this prayer is God himself. It is a form of practicing the presence of God, as it's been called by some mystics. The answer to this prayer is God. One is repeating names of God done mentally with the tongue of thought within one's mind, which draws one further in, into the temple of the spirit, the true place of worship. It's what they mean by going within and exploring the kingdom of the heavens that are within you.
Step number two, manas dhyan or manas dhyana, mental visualization. Swami Santseviji, it is necessary to restrain the activities of the mind for the purpose of uniting the soul with the divine. In the Yoga Sutras, yoga is defined as the cessation of mental fluctuations. Ordinarily, the mind is continually attending to input from the five senses as they perceive this world of name and form. In order to withdraw the attention of our mind from these sensations, we have to utilize an additional means that also seems concrete. This is done in the practice of japa, the repetition of a sacred name of God. We have already explained the details of japa in the previous section. It is also accomplished by manas dhyan or manas dhyana through mental visualization of the sacred form associated with the name of God or the Satguru. In Manas Dhyan, the practitioner invokes a holy name and at the same time also visualizes the sacred form of the being represented by the mantra that is being recited. In the Sant tradition, the physical form of the master, the Satguru, is the most revered form. Kabir Sahib, Guru Nanak, and other saints have given instructions to recite a holy word that dispels the darkness of ignorance and to visualize the sacred form of the master. So in this, at this stage, one is continuing in the repetition of their sacred name, their Simran word or words, their Guru Mantra, but now are visualizing the form of their teacher, the living master, the Satguru. Kabir Sahib sings the praise of the master. Says Kabir, the essential meditation is meditation on the form of the master. The indispensable prayer is the worship of the holy feet of the guru. The cardinal truth is given in the words spoken by the master. And the fundamental truth is the pure intention of the devotee. Maharishi Mehi Paramhans says, The mantra that the Guru gives is most pure and holy. Recite that mantra in your heart. Meditate on the auspicious form of the Guru, who is the most benevolent. So one is visualizing the form of their teacher as they're repeating their sacred name within. And this takes you further within. This gives you something to latch onto within. It gives you a chance to focus, to redirect. For all of these lifetimes, you know, we've been caught up in the world of the five senses. All of these senses are pouring in, flooding our consciousness with activity going on in the outside world. And now we are choosing to go within. We are seizing control and redirecting the focus of our attention within. And this process, which is quite a, quite a radical thing if you think about it, if you haven't meditated for your entire life or past lives, if you believe in reincarnation, 
So after all of these thousands of years, you're finally redirecting your attention within. That's no small evolutionary step. That is quite a radical thing, actually. And that process begins by the repetition of a name of God or names of God, whatever your master gives you to meditate. That's why it's called the Guru Mantra. And you focus on the form of the master. You visualize the form of the master within. This is also called Dhyan or Manas Dhyan. Swami Sant Seviji, by this practice of reciting the mantra and focusing on the form of the spiritual teacher, the mind begins to be concentrated. Progress in meditation is gradual, but steady. The significant effects of this practice occur when the aspirant becomes established in the focus on the form. This is when the aspirant will have all desires fulfilled. Says Guru Nanak Dev, establish the form of the master in your heart and all your wishes will be fulfilled. The next stage is called Dristi Sadhana, Dristi Yoga, Dristi Meditation. The word yoga means many different things. In this case, it does not refer to any physical practice of the body. This is a yoga for your soul. Dristi Yoga. Dristi meditation, in other words. Through the practice of manas jap and manas dhyan, the mind begins to become focused, but complete control of the mental fluctuations is not yet accomplished. For this purpose, the mental practice or method of dristi sadhana, the yoga of focused visualization, is utilized. Dristi sadhana can be explained through translation of the words. Dristi is the faculty of vision, and yoga means union. Thus, Dristi yoga refers to the concentration of the dispersed vision into a focus on a single point, which is beheld with the mind's eye. The aspirant of Dristi sadhana is instructed by the preceptor, the master, to bring both beams of vision to a unity, a single point, by focusing and intense gaze upon a single point. Through this practice, the aspirant pierces the realm of darkness within and enters the realm of divine light. The aspirant thus moves from the microcosm of the body and material realm to the macrocosm of the divine realm from the gross material world to the subtle spiritual realm where the aspirant is able to perceive the subtle divine sounds. With this connection to the subtle sounds, the practitioner of Dristi Yoga is enabled to proceed further on the path. The various realms which are then experienced have been described in many sacred texts as well as in the teachings of the saints. Sant Sundar Das says, in front of the eyes and nose uh, at the Ajna Chakra, the third eye center, between the eyebrows, there lives the divine being whose nature is imperishable. At this juncture with concentrated vision, the light emerges naturally. Sant Kabir Sahib in his mystic poetry said, keep your mind focused while invoking the divine name without even opening your mouth. 
Close the gate of your eyes and open the gate within. Saint Galal says, turn inward, see in your heart that the light pervades within. Maharishi Mehi Paramahans, unite the vision of both eyes by focusing on one point. Looking within, hear the divine sound, search within in this way. The yoga of vision and the experience of the divine light which follows from this practice are not only found in the Vedic scriptures, the translation from darkness or transition rather from darkness to the light is described in both the Quran and in the Bible. So at this stage, the practitioner is still repeating their sacred name or names, doing their Simran practice or Manas Jap. But they've gone from visualizing the form of the master to actually seeing real inner light. They're not visualizing anymore. They're seeing real light. Their concentration is in the middle of the darkness lying in front of them in meditation. And the light manifests itself. One, as Swami Sant Seviji says, pierces the darkness and enters into the realm of inner seeing, of divine light. What a tremendous blessing it is to find the light within by way of the third eye center. And you don't really have to worry about, you know, staring at your forehead or wondering where the physically, uh, anatomically, the third eye is located, you know, uh, between the eyes or on the middle of your forehead. From the perspective of the meditation cushion, from the, me the, the perspective of when you are in the meditative state, finding the third eye has been described really well by Sant Kripal Singh, who says, that which sees the darkness and that which sees the inner light without the aid of the physical eyes, that is the third eye. So when you are viewing the inner light, you are accessing that inner light by way of the third eye center. And that's all you need to really worry about or focus upon. From the perspective of the person sitting in meditation, gazing at the darkness, the third eye is that which sees that inner darkness and that inner light without aid or assistance of the physical eyes. It's an inner vision. And what a tremendous blessing it is to access the inner light and the realms, the many realms of inner light. Swami Sant Sevi Ji Maharaj from his book The Harmony of All Religions one of my favorite all-time books of Sant Mat 
the path of the masters. The Yoga of Sound, Surit Shabad Yoga, also called Nada Yoga, called Nada Sadhana, the Yoga of Sound. The Yoga of Sound is the highest and final practice of Santmat. Through the practice of this form of meditation, the aspirant realizes the Supreme Lord and becomes united with the Divine, becomes united with the Supreme Lord, the Lord of the Soul. With the practice of the Yoga of Light, the practitioner, leaving the realm of darkness, enters the realm of light and begins to hear the numerous divine sounds. There are five inner realms, gross, subtle, causal, supracausal, and kivalya, a state of oneness and unity. Some call that realm Sachkhand or Satlok, the true, eternal, timeless realm of all spirit and all truth. Kavalya, oneness, unity. There is a specific sound at the center of each realm. These constitute the five central sounds. And at the time of initiation into Surat Shab Yoga, that information is disclosed as to what sounds to focus on and what sounds to not pay much attention to, the sounds that you should pay attention to and meditate upon. When one starts seeing light in meditation, they then qualify to learn about inner sound meditation. In the Sant tradition of India, the old way, the old approach, is two initiations, not just one. There are, there are merits to get all of your instruction all at once in one initiation, too. I think that's actually a, a good innovation that Swami G. Maharaj started in Agra. The one initiation, combining the light initiation with the sound initiation. But the old way... The old way of doing, from Dharam Das, Kabir, Panth, the Telsi Sahib Satsang, the way it's still done in the Maharishi Mehi branch of Santmont, is for there to be two initiations. First into the practice of Simran and visualization and inner light. And then the second initiation into Surat Shab Yoga, inner sound. They want the satsangi to only focus on inner sound after they have been quote, established in the light, unquote. They want the individual meditation practitioner to get far enough along so that when they do start meditating on inner sound, it will be higher sounds, not lower sounds, uh, sounds coming from above, not just kind of semi-material lower astral type sounds. So in other words, it's not just any old sound that we're after here in Surat Shab Yoga, but higher sounds that will pull you up, that will draw you into heavenly realms. So they want practitioners who are already established in the light. And from there, it's much easier to access the higher sounds that we're after, that we want to focus on in Surat Shab Yoga. So the old-timey way 
is for there to be two initiations first into the the name's visualization upon the form of the master inner focusing leading to a breakthrough becoming established in inner light being able to see the inner light and then from there one learns surat shabad yoga or nada sadhana the practice of inner sound meditation hearing the inner sound when one starts hearing the inner sound they can discontinue the practice of the simran or the repetition of names because the sound is viewed as a higher form of name or nam the name of god that repeats itself in heavenly realms the reverberating anhad shabad the unstruck sound that repeats itself by itself in heavenly realms a higher form of name of god and so when you reach the inner sound you don't have to continue doing the simran practice you let the sound be the true name that you begin contemplating a name beyond all other names If you'd like to read this chapter in its entirety, this chapter called Satmat, all about the meditation practice, the three levels of satsang, and other descriptions of this path of the masters, it's chapter seven of the book, The Harmony of All Religions. You can read this chapter, you can read the whole book. It's online. Scroll down below in the notes section below if you're listening to this podcast by way of YouTube, and you'll find a link to chapter seven, which is what I've been sharing, what I've been reading from, the teachings of Swami Sant Seviji on the steps and stages of meditation practice. And if you're listening to this podcast through some other app or venue, just send me an email. I'll be happy to send you a link to this book, The Harmony of All Religions, the whole book, as well as specifically to chapter seven on Santmat. The other chapters are on Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, Sikh, Hinduism, Jainism. Uh, so if you're into the Santmat introduction, that's chapter seven of this wonderful book, The Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. I'll send you links to this book. Send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Ask for the links to The Harmony of All Religions. 
or if you'd rather text me, and some would, and if you're living within North America, this number will work for text purposes. Otherwise, if you're overseas, if you're in Germany or India or Africa or wherever you may be, use the email address. But if you're in the U.S. or Canada, you can text me at this number, 508-603-9381. 508-603-9381. Ask for the links to Harmony of All Religions, including Chapter 7, the introduction to Sant Mott, including Sant Mott, meditation. In conclusion, where I conclude is where I began when it comes to the teachings of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. This is from the last words of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Whatever little is possible, do meditation every day. But never ever give up or discontinue meditation. You will definitely meet with success. <laughs> <laughs>